What's up, everybody? You're listening to World Your Oyster, and this is your host, Paula Sanders. And I hope you are all feeling jolly and merry, and you're keeping sane during this holiday season. It has been a crazy one for me. We're moving back and forth and going to and from Long Island. And although a crazy time, I'm always just so happy to be able to get to spend time with my family during the holidays because as we get older, this time together becomes less and less frequent. So I really try to just be present and enjoy, and I hope that you all are too. Now, with that being said, before the holidays, I was feeling like absolute garbage. And I think you all know that because I did the episode a few weeks ago about combating perfectionism. And I truly needed to record that episode for myself because I was feeling like the terrible, disgusting sludge that sits on the side of the garbage pail. I don't know why. don't know if it was a hormonal thing. You know, I am going through a lot, but I really just wasn't okay. Like, two weeks ago. And I found myself in a really dark place, honestly, about this podcast. I don't know if it was because I received my first piece of hate mail, which guys, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to read it to you, but I, I don't want to like, this is going to be a, like a, kind of a New Year's episode. I don't want to put that kind of energy on the New Year's episode, but I do need to read it to you because it's honestly hilarious. But I have just been feeling down lately because it is so hard to do Instagram. <laughs> and to get this show to grow. And I feel like I am putting so much work into all of this. I'm really, truly putting my heart and soul into it. And, you know, it's just hard to for your work to get seen. And that's just the way that it is. And that's just the way that the algorithm grows and, and goes. And I'm just trying to learn how to be okay with all of that. And with all of that being said, I was on my way to a friend's house for a little holiday cookie party. And I really couldn't get out of my own way that day. I was almost in tears. I was like, I just, I don't even know how I'm going to be able to be happy and go to this event. And I still did it, obviously, because you show up for your friends. That's what you do. And within 10 minutes of being there, a friend came up to me and was like, you know, Paula, I've been listening to the podcast and I just, I really am enjoying it. I have so many questions. And then we chatted for like 30 minutes about the ins and outs of how you create a show. And it was just, it was just so amazing that this person thought that I had all of this experience and knowledge about podcasting, which I do because I've been doing this for over a year, but it was like the first time where I felt that I was speaking from a place of confidence and that, you know, I am doing this and that I can do this. And so that was like tick number one, that we're moving in the right direction, even though sometimes it feels like we're not. And then tip number two, I was on my way out to this party and another friend grabs me and he was like, Paula, before you go, I just need to let you know, I was having a really bad day a couple weeks ago and I listened to your episode where you talked about how you felt smartless and that you, you know, were not smart for most of your life. And I have to just say that it really picked me up on a day that I was feeling down. And when I tell you, like, I needed that message on that day more than this person ever could have truly known, this is like the ultimate pearl in the oyster for me. Maybe not even just for this week, but for this month, because you know, I talked in the perfection episode about how 
in my whole being caught up of trying to put together the perfect show and get the perfect guests and to get the show to reach as many people, I forgot about why I do this. And I forgot that I'm doing this for fun and I'm doing this to change people. I'm doing this to touch people. I'm doing this to have an impact on my friends' lives and people's lives. I hope it grows bigger than my friends. And it meant the world to me truly to hear that. And then the last tick that all of this happened in one day is so freaking crazy to me. And that's just why I know that like the universe has your back 100%. I get home and I have this beautiful message from today's guest, which is Dr. Kellyanne, which is somebody that I admire so much because she is so passionate about what she does. She's so successful, so smart. And she is such a goddamn hustler. She literally reached out to me to tell me how much she enjoys watching all of the content that I put out there on my social media pages and how valuable it is what I do and that people pay a lot of money for that. And, you know, I got really honest and candid with her and I was like, listen, I work really hard to put together my content and so frustrating that I just feel like absolutely nobody sees it. And she actually worked for Gary Vee for a while and she gave me some really great advice and she let me know, great advice from him that it doesn't matter who sees it now. Don't do this for the the version of you now. Like you gotta just put the content out there, get it out there and put out work that you are happy and proud with. And that is exactly what I'm doing. So I just have to say a big thank you to Dr. Kellyanne and to my friends that reached out to me on that day when I really need it. And I am just really, I'm I'm trusting the universe right now. And I am just so grateful that I had those signs in a time that I really needed them. So I don't know if anybody needs to hear this message today, but I hope that if you are on some sort of a journey, whether it's creative or not, even if it's just in your job that you go to on the day-to-day basis, like if you feel that your work is not being seen or your boss is not noticing you, they are. Just keep doing work that you're proud of. That is literally all that matters. And eventually all of your hard work will pay off. So keep at it. And let me introduce you to Dr. Kellyanne because this is a big one, guys. And let me also start this off by saying, Dr. Kellyanne and I recorded this episode so long ago. We, I was even in my old apartment. So I want to say it was maybe like June or July when we did this. So if we're talking about anything with seasonality, I apologize. But I just wanted to hold on to this episode because it is so chock full of incredible information because we are talking about gut health. We are talking about supplements. We are talking about how to stay beautiful both inside and outside. This woman is the one. Dr. Kellyanne is a board-certified naturopathic physician, a certified nutrition consultant, and the author of 10 books, including the New York Times bestseller, Dr. Kellyanne's Bone Broth Diet, and the 10-Day Belly Slim Down. She is a frequent contributor on Good Morning America, Good Day LA, and many other shows to give her advice on how we can get and stay healthy. And this conversation is exactly what you need to start the new year off right. So everybody, please. Please enjoy Dr. Kelly Ann. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I've been so excited to have you on the show. So this is a blessing. I have been using your products and I have to say, grade A, baby. Grade Uh, A. Listen, this has been a journey. And the reason why I think these products work is because I actually don't try to hop on trends. I actually say, what do women really need? Mm -hmm. That's the difference because when you're in the trenches, when you're actually 
in clinic and you listen to women for so many years, you start to dial in and build an algorithm and say, this is the the pain points that women go through and this is what they need. So these products were developed to hit those pain points to help ease women through all of those struggles we go through because in the end, my job is to pull women through that tunnel and give them clarity. Exactly. And it's always, it's ever changing, right? At every... 10 or 15 years, we're kind of going through a new thing. And oh, we're hor- going to talk about that. Our hormones are rebalancing. Mm-hmm. They're forever changing. We're, you know, my generation now, you know, we're obviously, I'm in my my mid-30s. So now we're starting to talk about, believe it or not, my girlfriend's menopause because it's this terrifying thing, right? You know, most of my friends have had babies and they're, they've done that whole part of their life. We're talking about freezing eggs, we're, you know, all of those things. But my main concern now is also like menopause and how are we going to prolong that? <laughs> I think that's on everyone's mind. And because, you know, I've got over 20 years on you and I will tell you, you go through everything, all the stages, all the phases, and not only learning through yourself, because I end up testing everything on myself, but you learn through, again, through hearing patients and hearing the base that I have online and so forth. You you hear and you learn and you know. And the most important thing about all of this is understand everyone goes through it. I don't care what it appears, they're going through it. Exactly. In some way, in some form or another, it's just your biological, uh, your biological right. There's certain beautiful things in biology that you can't refute. It happens, it occurs. And this is one of them. We go through these changes every decade and it's our body's way of saying, you're going through a different stage. This is your now circadian circadian rhythm and pay attention, Mm -hmm. pay attention. So you were a physician for many years, Mm -hmm. right? Before you started any of your product lines. 25. 25 years. Mm -hmm. So you had kind of taken all of those years of listening to people and seeing Mm -hmm. the trends and then decided, okay, I'm going to start a line of products. I have to tell you how it happened. It happened, a, a couple of things happened. The fact that I even started writing books, which is really what made me take that step from clinic outward. Mm. Everything happens and there's so many things that happen that we don't quite understand. And this is why, and the reason why I say this is because I always want people to come from a place and a belief and a faith that things are going on behind you that you don't even know that are going on. Absolutely. And this is how we get things that we don't understand we get. I had a practice. I was a small town doctor at this time, a very, very busy practice, but that's what I did. And I had this European training. And because my training was so specialized, training through the Paracelsus Clinic in Switzerland at the Marian Foundation, uh, going to CNN, the College of Naturopathic Medicine in London, and being the only American in the class, all of these different experiences, taking classes there. And you know, after all of this, after all this, all this was said and done, my patients would say, you really ought to write a book on this because <laughs> I was talking about things like gut health, inflammation in the body, uh, stabilizing blood sugar in a way that we hadn't quite done yet in the States. And this was very compelling. And they would say, you have to write a book. I thought, I, I don't have any idea how to do this. So I ended up getting an agent and he said, literally, again, these are the things that are planted in your life if you stay in it, you stay in the spirit always. 
He said, I'm going to take a chance on you. I, you, I think you're a stallion and I'm going to give you a book deal. I had not even a website. I had no social media. I had nothing. And so he, not only that one book, but deal, you had that beautiful brain of yours. Well, the brain's always working. And that one book deal turned into five. Unbelievable. Five book deals. And I was able to cement myself into a space, into an area of ancestral medicine and nutrition, understanding genetics and how they work with the body, specifically how we're designed to eat, to live, to move. And that's where I was really to create carve-outs from that, more specific. But that really was my journey and how it started. And the reason why I'm here now with the business I have now is because I found out really fast that writing a book is the easiest part of a book. (laughs) Oh, that's the promotion. That's the hard part, right? As a professional (laughs) PR person, I think you probably already know this. (laughs) The writing the book is a breeze. So if you're having problems writing the book or you're having these creative blocks, ain't nothing, sister. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait, because I realized I had to figure out a way to sell these books, which is how I got into digital marketing and understanding digital marketing and how to sell on a different level. And I was giving a talk one time, I forget the conference, but I was talking about one of my books and someone came up to me and said, that's incredible. Anyone that is so impassioned and can do what you you do, you probably should have a product behind all of this stuff that you're talking about. Right. And that's how I created the, my first product. Again, really thinking about how are we designed to live? What do we need? What is the physical needs that we have? And what are the pain points of women? And how can I pull them through that tunnel that we all go through, through many phases? And I also think that we should normalize, now that we're talking about this, we should normalize fluctuations because we go through fluctuations in our life all of the time as women, whether it be food, our wellness practices, relationships, the way we feel about ourselves, the way we feel about others, life is one big fluctuation. Oh, hell yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And what was that first product that you came out with? The first thing I, I came out with was a bone broth product. And I figured out through much research and work how to make a really high quality bone broth product that you could take with you. Because the first thing I realized as a mother, I have two children, as a business owner, what that that means is I'm super busy. And I needed to figure out a way to get this goodness in women on the go. Mm -hmm. So that's why I created that. And women, typically what they want from me is what are the strategies? What are the strategies that you can give me? That was question number one right here from our girlies. Exactly. So we we might as well, we're going to do a little bit of a different format than we're traditionally used Mm -hmm. to here at at World's Your Oasis. Although Mm -hmm. normally we start just as we did, but I've actually pulled some questions from our listeners that they're very eager to know. Like I said, all of this is a hot topic, right? Gut health, uh, mm-hmm. our own personal wellness mm-hmm. journeys, skin, anti-aging, all of that. And you are kind of the guru in that space. So I'm going to hop right into our first question, mm-hmm. which is what are some key strategies and approaches that you recommend for achieving sustainable weight loss and a healthy body transformation? Mm. Which was okay. just about what you were going to say. So, yeah. so right go. on, right on the money. <laughs> so healthy transformations is what I've clocked in more than anything else. I have hundreds and thousands of transformations under my belt at this point. And that is what happened when I was in practice. All of a sudden, women were coming to me to want to know just that. And so I want to break this down into three specific strategies to try to make this as easy as possible. Bless you. So yes, (laughs) I want you to think about this as 
Number one, body by design. And just hold on to that for a minute. Number two is about upping your ante. And number three is about understanding, really understanding metabolism swapping. And let me just Mm. clarify that for you in a moment. But first, we're going to get to the first, which is really understanding your body by design. If you want to know how to eat, to lose weight, to feel good, to remain as youthful as possible, you have to understand that it's not just me saying this. It's the New England Journal of Medicine that also affirms this, that there are certain foods that work best with our bodies with our genetics, even though our genetics are different, we are all humans. And that's why if you go to the zoo, you'll find that they give every animal specific types of food for that certain animal species. Mm. We are of a certain species. And as such, you cannot refute that the foods that work best for our bodies is lean proteins, healthy fats, nuts, seeds, fruits, preferably berries, apples, and some others that we'll get into, and also understanding vegetables. Mm. Think of vegetables two ways. And this is where I think people have to really learn to delineate. You have energy vegetables. That's one. That's lane one. And you have your fibrous vegetables. That's lane two. Not to be confused. They have very different functions and actions in the body. So understand, okay, Dr. Kellyanne says we need lean proteins. So think about that, anything lean. So even if you're thinking about, okay, well, what meats do I eat? Try to get them as healthy and lean as you possibly can. So for example, if you're eating red meat, try bison. Bison is very lean. I love it. Much healthier, way healthier. If you're eating fish, understand that it's really hard to surpass the health benefits of salmon. That seems common knowledge, but really understand that, that that's just a fact. The omega-3, the The fatty acids. Those fatty acids, they make your skin plump. Mm -hmm. By the way, everything I'm going to be talking with you about on this show very much points to beauty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it very much points to beauty. It's because there's different kind of weight loss. People lose weight and they get that stringy look. Their skin, you know, it should be like a bouncy ball, but that bouncy ball gets deflated by the foods we're eating. It's not about that. that. To me, they have to go hand in hand. Yeah, some weight people will look beauty. gaunt. They uh, look, uh, there's a lot of not so good mm-hmm. weight loss techniques when it comes to looking good in terms of your skin and your vitality. So that's not what this is about. So getting back to the answer to your question, how do you lose weight effectively and create a great transformation? The first thing is body by design. Understand how we're designed. Lean proteins, healthy fats, Understanding the difference between your carbohydrates. There are carbohydrates that give you energy, say, let's say, for example, black rice, which I love and has a lot of antioxidants. Sweet potatoes, love those. They give you energy as well, but you don't always need them. And we'll get to that. And then the second is your fibrous vegetables. Just think of it as all the green stuff. Okay. That is what moves things through your body. And it's very, very important. And if you're snacking and things, nuts and seeds are also very healthy because they provide not only the protein, but it also provides that fat that we need. And fruits, fruits are very good. I like them because they have a lot of fiber in them. So all of these things are important. So just know that whenever you stray from that and you start eating other stuff, that packaged foods, anything that any comes, you know. Your body, once it achieves three very important things, and if there's anything that you get from this today, you have to understand that your food is meant to do three things. It's meant to 
give you great gut health. Get that inflammation out of your body, that heat out of your body, and teach you, thirdly, how to be a natural fat burner. Mm. Those are our targets. So anything that does not do that is not what you want for your body. Okay, so everything I just said, that body by design, all of those things that the New England Journal of Medicine, probably the journal with the most credentials in what I do, they actually said that. And that changed my whole career when I read that. When I read that in that study, I said, okay, whoa, wait a minute. Why is this not common knowledge? Why is it not? Why is there ever even a question of what we eat? So just know that when we stray from that, that is how things start to happen from our body. So what you want to do is keep that gut health, keep that inflammation down, mm -hmm. learn how to, your, to teach your body to do what it needs to do with sugar. And you can handle straying off from that template a little bit more. The second thing I want you to think about is upping your ante. Upping your ante means what can I add on to that that's going to enhance all of those three things. You want to always think about your muscles because muscle wasting is the thing that's going to age you the most. Understand the organ actually that your muscles actually are. So it's a something called muscle sparing. So this is why I always tell people the second arc of this transformation has to be bone broth because I have not found anything out there that is going to give you 15 grams of protein, all of that collagen, all of that gelatin, the minerals that you need, those amino acids, those upbuilding, it's going to give you all of that. And it's going to help you with that whole issue of holding on to that muscle, muscle sparing. Think about that all the time because this is the best line you're ever going to hear. Nothing burns fat like muscle burns fat. Damn. Okay. I didn't know that. Nothing burns <laughs> fat like muscle burns fat. So that's why you have to think, am I fat or am I under muscled? Okay. That is the question. And so much of us become under muscled. And by the way, let me just clarify something else as I'm talking through this and saying this is don't be too hard on yourself. We all go through fluctuations. So there are times when you're carrying more fat than others. And it's just, so you have to be kind to yourself and just know the strategies, know what to do. That's that way you always know what to do and you're not aimless. Yeah. And some bodies build muscle quicker than other bodies. So One, you have to be graceful. Like, so I always say to myself, I can do sit-ups all the live long day and starve myself. And I'm just not going to have a six pack. That's just the body that I have. I'm a little bit more like JLo. And look at the face you have. There's trade-offs. There's trade-offs. <laughs> there's trade there's always trade-offs. There's so. trade-offs, but I always try to just be graceful with my body and be thankful that I have the ability to move it and to be able to do the exercises that I want to do. And the muscle will get there when it gets there. You just I, have to give it I time. I love this. This is kindness. This is called kindness. We need a lot more of this in a lot of areas. I don't know if I've told you this, but I used to be a professional dancer. So my, mm. I've been on a diet my whole life, honey. Mm. I literally have mm. never not been on a diet. And I've yeah. always struggled with body dysmorphia and all of those things. And we don't need to get into any of that. But I've always been so hard on myself about my body and what I looked like. And the second that I got myself in a nice, stable relationship. I started feeling good about myself on the inside and I just let it go with my body. And I'm, I'm not, I've always, you know, I like to feel yeah, you good. Look she looks amazing. Thank you. I way. like to feel good and I, mm -hmm. I like to nourish myself properly. It's always been so important to me. But when I stopped stressing about what I looked like, it disappeared. Mm. So it's like stress about getting the right nutrients in your body 
rather than what the number on the scale is and what you look like is kind of the way that I've lived my life over the last I, five years. And it's very, very effective. Yeah. You know, letting go of all of that, it's amazing how your body reads things. Your body is always constantly trailing up and down, reading, 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 reading everything around stress, you. Stress, 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 stress. Reading all, reading everything. Yeah. So that's very important. And I want to talk about the third mm-hmm. part of transformations. And that is metabolic flexibility. One of the reasons why so many of us don't get results is because our bodies become stagnant. We talked about that every decade. You know, you start saying, my old tricks aren't working anymore. They're just not working. You have to surprise and shock the body all the time. One of the things that I learned when I was doing a lot of bodybuilding contests, I learned that the most important thing that you can do is shock the body shock the body. So this is where metabolic flexibility comes in. And this is where intermittent fasting comes in. So fasting works for some people. It doesn't work for others. I'm doing it. I love it. Okay. So here's what I'd say. If you can just eat all of your food within an eight hour window, just don't, you don't have to get involved in all the semantics and this and that, and this protocol, that macros and all that crap. I don't do that. It's interesting because when you're in clinic what I found in practice is ultimately people would feel shamed that they couldn't do all of it. I have two babies at home. I'm trying to work part-time. I'm doing this. And, and they can't keep track of everything. And then they'd feel embarrassed and they wouldn't want to come back in. So to make it easy, just understand metabolic flexibility is when you're shocking your body. So we talked about those carbohydrates and I told you some are fibrous and some give you energy, the denser starchier carbohydrates. Some days you may eat more than others. So some days you might go through three days and say, I just need the green stuff. I'm good. I'm good. I just need the green stuff. But for two days, you know, maybe I need a little bit more. That's actually really healthy. It's actually really, really healthy to rotate like that because again, your body doesn't know what's coming. So just keep those three things in mind, understanding your genetics, basically body by design and understand that you have to up the ante for that muscle sparing and understanding metabolic flexibility. And it's really easy. Yeah. That's the liberating part. Do you recommend the 16-8 for most I do. For women? I, like, I do like 16-8. And your bone broths, you can eat during the fast. So this technically. is this is where bone broth became very popularized mm-hmm. because we did studies, studied three different cities, and we said all different body shapes. And we tested out fasting versus fasting with bone broth. And the most incredulous thing happened. And this is when I knew it was going to be a revolution. And this is when I knew it was going to become a household name and a food category Mm -hmm. because everybody had the same results, whether you had bone broth or you did nothing, you know, you didn't eat. Oh, interesting. So the white knuckling of fasting has got to be taken off the table. You don't need to suffer when you're doing these intermittent fasting. You have a tool, the best tool that you can have because you actually have better skin, better hair, better nails, more energy, more gut health, all of these things in addition to getting all the benefits from that metabolic flexibility of intermittent fasting. Do you feel that there is ever, like, can you overdose on collagen? Is there too much collagen? I have not seen an upper limit yet, but that not, has not been tested. I've seen people do an awful lot of bone broth, myself included. Yeah. And because it's a whole real food, I have not seen an upper limit yet. Yeah. And now you recommend for sure doing a bone broth over, say, a, a powder with the collagen in it. 
I, oh, so collagen versus bone broth. Let's talk about that yeah. for a minute. So they're both great. And studies show uh, undeniably that we start losing collagen at a very young age. 30, way, I heard you say in a podcast. It's actually 19, 20, it's even younger. They're finding it's even younger. But here's the good news. The good news is that we can start replacing it with collagen, with bone broth. So I think both are good. Again, the most whole food source is bone broth, but collagen is great. Mm -hmm. You want somewhere between 25 to 30 grams is great. Uh, Just get the peptides. The peptides, they seem to be more absorbable. And if you like shakes and broths, that's how you really define the two, in my opinion. If you're the type of person that wants something cold and frothy, then make yourself a collagen shake. If you want something warm and hearty, then make yourself some bone broth. Yeah. But just get it in your diet, one or the other, or both. You know, I do both. Sometimes I want something sweet, so I'll make a protein shake, a bone broth collagen protein shake, and it has a sweet chocolate fl- flavor, and I need that. Yeah, well, there's so many people that are like, yeah, bone broth is great, but there's no way I'm eating that in the morning, which is why I love your protein powder. And also after a workout, like I don't want a bone broth after a workout, but I love that chocolate protein bone broth. It's amazing. The chocolate, it's very frothy. And the trick is guys, here's two little uh, speed dials for you when you're making shakes. Add an avocado, you're getting that great healthy fat and it makes it really frothy. Yeah. It makes it more dessert-like. And the second thing I like to do, don't add blueberries, add wild blueberries. They're infinitely more antioxidant filled and you want to get the frozen ones and you put those in there. You don't need ice cubes. You just Mm. put the frozen blueberries in there and then you've got this great frothy shake. Add some greens in there of your choice and you're golden. I am going to buy those tomorrow. Oh, it's so good. I'm, I'm obsessed with that shake. I really am. And the bone broth, like the only reason I'm not dying right now is because I'm on 17 hours of fasting is because I had a bone broth right before I came here. I'm telling you, you know what? So many people say, how am I supposed to do this fast? I've got to work. I've got to take care of my kids. You do it with bone broth. Yeah. It is, I think, the best nutritional hack of my time. Yeah. No, it really Truly. is. It yeah. really is. So it's, thank you so much for bringing this into my life. And I wish people could see your skin because- <laughs> I'm telling you, her skin is bomb. And Thank you. I have to say a little, I have to take a little bit of credit, okay? Just no, seriously, it's true. It's Because I have been do- using your product since I met you, and that was probably three months ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I feel a change, and I feel a change also in my overall energy. I've been sleeping well, but I've also been listening to your podcast that I know you don't have anymore, which you need to restart. I'm restarting it, guys. Okay, don't good, work. good. Because I was listening to a whole bunch of episodes of your podcast, and um I was listening to the one about sleep, actually. Mm-hmm. So I did all the things. I bought the glasses. So now I'm wearing it. Works. It all works. She's, she's like the Bio-hacking ultimate biohacker. So I was just going to yeah. say, she's all yeah. about the the biohacker. <laughs> so I think that we've actually, we've gone through a lot of the ones in, in weight loss. So I'm going to go to the next category, sure. which was a very big hot topic and is a huge, huge hot topic on all of my girlfriends. Gut health. A lot of women, especially in New York City, I feel like are really struggling with this. And I think that it has a lot to do with the stress that we put on ourselves, gut health and bloating. So the first question that they wanted to know is, could you explain the importance of gut health for overall well-being and share some strategies for improving gut health and digestion? Oh, it's my pleasure. (laughs) So first of all, we throw that word around. Nobody really understands what gut health is. Right. Or leaky gut. That's that one really gets me. No one understands it. So let me just break this down. Gut health starts with your mouth, okay? Your mouth, your esophagus, your stomach, your large intestine, your small intestine, your rectum, all of that is inclusive. When we say gut health, we ain't just talking about your intestines. We ain't just talking about your stomach. 
all of that. And then hardwired, the more solid part are the solid organs, your pancreas, your liver, your gallbladder. These are all part of your gut health. And I think the most important thing you need to know is that when one of these organs or structures start to go sideways, that's when you have hell in a handbasket. That's when things start rapidly starting to decline. So you have to get a hold of this. Mm -hmm. This is very important. And a lot of these issues that we have with bloating and heartburn, and I, I can just go on and on, Crohn's disease and skin afflictions that are caused from gut health, uh, extreme fatigue, bloating. You know, I call it the, you know, the one bite of food and you're nine months pregnant. A lot of people experience all so this. So many of my girlfriends, I've been talking to them. Oh, I can't, I'm afraid to even go on this date because I eat and then I'm bloated. And again, I I'm like, hear the dating thing all <laughs> of the time. Okay. I got your back ladies. Listen okay. Up. Let's go. Listen up. Okay. Girls, this is for you. This is for you. Okay. So I want everyone to picture something for me. Understand that you have trillions of microbes in your body. These are what make up and line all of those organs and structures that I just talked about. Literally trillions of them. Some of these bacteria are good. These microbes, bacteria, we use that word interchangeably. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. And the name of the game in gut health is to make sure that the bad don't outweigh the good. And also the next name of the game in gut health is to make sure that that gut wall, it's so very, very thin to make sure it doesn't get pierced in any way because when it gets pierced, that's when food and particles that don't belong in the bloodstream leak go out. there, leak out. That's the leaky gut thing. And what happens is it sends a signal out to the body that says, there is a problem. Invaders. There's, a, there's invaders. The alarm bell goes off. And if you say, hurt your elbow or something happens where you get a, you know, a, a, a bang something or hit something, inflammation goes in your body and it works really hard to get rid of that situation and then it dissipates. The problem with this kind of inflammation, when it sends this alarm bell out to, to the body, it's like a faucet that won't shut off. It just goes on and on and on. And that's when you say hello to autoimmune issues and all these other problems that we have. So this is why we have to pay attention to gut health. So picture the middle of your stomach, picture this area and picture that you have about 25 feet of a narrow tube wrapped up right here. One of the essential elements that you have to keep in mind is you have to keep that cleansed and not clogged. Cleansed and not clogged. So how do we do that? We do that in a couple of ways. We do it with prebiotics. We do it with probiotics. We do it with fiber and we do it with water foods. So let's break these down. Yeah, so please. prebiotics, when we're thinking about prebiotics, these are actually quite easy, but they're important. It's onion, it's garlic, it's leeks, it's the cruciferous vegetables, things like cauliflower, things like broccoli, things like asparagus, think like the more bitter type of vegetables. All of these things, jicama, if you don't know what jicama is, you should know it. what jicama is. Dip it in some guacamole. It's a root vegetable. It's crunchy. Even kids like it. You can literally give this to your kids and they'll eat it. They got it at Trader Joe's already like sliced up for you. It's so fabulous. It's yeah. such a great treat. And it's a great, great prebiotic. Apples are another good prebiotic. 
So understand what they are and get them in your diet every day in some form, in some function. Those are prebiotics. And what prebiotics do, they are like the glue that allow the probiotics to stick to them. Mm-hmm. So the probiotics got to stick to something. Otherwise, they're just, you know, they're, they're not going to adhere. Flushing out, they're right? flushing out. So let's talk about the probiotics. So probiotics, these are the more difficult foods for people to want to consume. So how I get it is some people like kombucha. And if you get a kombucha that doesn't have a lot of sugar, awesome. Some people like Greek yogurt. If your body can handle dairy, some can, some can't. That's awesome. Do the full fat Greek yogurt. Great. I like kimchi because I just happen to like the taste of it. Some people don't. I remember when I would open the jar, my kids would clear the room. They didn't like the smell. They didn't like the smell at all. But to me, fermented cabbage, that worked for me. Kefir, what about sauerkraut? Sauerkraut is great. You just want to make sure that you're getting fermented sauerkraut. Once a day. Fabulous. It will make such a difference. So for me, I try to get one kind of fibrous vegetable a day that has the probiotic in it. I love asparagus. I have it all the time. Mm. Or I'll have a broccoli or I'll have the kimchi But just once you strategize this and you make this a part of your life, you don't have to think about it anymore. And that bloating starts going away more and more. But I have a caveat and kind of a warning bell here. That is, as you're repopulating your gut, because you may be one of those people that have a little bit more of the bad bacteria than good in the present, if that is so, then understand you have to steam your food for a while. Because if you don't, you eat the raw vegetables, you're going to bloat up. Yes, yeah, bloat up. You're going to get all that. Mm -hmm. Give yourself time to repopulate populate your gut. If you don't want to boil, can you just like suffer through the gas for a few weeks and then you should be good? If you don't have any dates, because I thought this was a dating question. This is true. This is true. But like for someone like me, I'm not going to boil my vegetables. I'd rather just be in pain for a few weeks. (laughs) If you do- Saves me some work at home. (laughs) I got gas tonight, honey. Yeah, she's married. We're not listening to her. Exactly. So one of the things that you can do is get a steamer. And they're really super simple. You just throw water in the steamer. If you don't want to deal with the pots, this and that, just a steamer and throw water in it, stick the vegetables in there, turn it on, and then your vegetables will be steamed. And that's a way that you can eat your vegetables while you're waiting for yourself to repopulate. Because I've had a lot of people say to me, you know, Dr. Kellyanne, I'm eating all these salads. It's not getting any better. It's worse because you're not giving your body time. Mm. So the other thing is uh, fiber. Women need about 25 grams of fiber a day. We're getting far, far less. Here are some hints for that for gut health. Chia seeds, flax seeds, put them in everything. They're super, super simple. Also, berries are a really good form of fiber. So I add blueberries to just about everything. I'm a big blueberry fan. That's how I get a lot of my fiber. And then water foods. And I did a segment on Good Morning America called Eat Your Water because a lot of us are so dehydrated and people aren't just drinking tons of water. A lot of people don't. Actually, that's why I did the lemon sips to encourage people. Also love that product too. Yeah, that's, what, that's <laughs> our, a good one. one of our top. So to encourage people to drink water. So things like my favorite of all time, all, all, all time, the best deep bloating food. I'm going to give it to you right now. There's no better deep bloating food that I've ever used. Cucumbers. Ooh. Cucumbers are a fabulous debloating food. Put some olive oil and some Celtic salt on there. And I'm telling you, that is like my pre-show just food. I was going to ask, can I put a little salt? Because I need a little salt. On oh that. yeah. Listen, salt can either kill you or make you well. 
It okay. depends on the salt that you use. If you use those What's Celtic and grays, salt? That's, that's like a light, uh, you'll see it on like the Like a Maldon's or? Yes, okay. very much. So basically what you want to get is all the minerals from the sea because okay. that mineralizes your thyroid, everything. You want the mineralization. When you use the more natural salts, just be aware, you have to get iodine. Mm. So it doesn't have iodine in it. Okay. Then that, so you might want to, uh, you might want to get some sea vegetables and such for some iodine. So I have a question about the chia seeds. Cause I yeah. used to eat a ton of chia seeds and then like, I actually turned around the label and I was like, oh my God, these are actually a ton of, they're, they're fattening. Should I not care? Not about chia seed fats. So we don't okay. want a lot of incoming fat. We want to make sure we get healthy fat, but as women, particularly women that are listening that are 40 plus, a lot of incoming fat isn't the best idea, but adding chia seed and flax, there's so many benefits to this mm. that I don't get caught up on, on the fat labels when it comes to that kind of fat. Yeah. So I used to make this amazing chia seed pudding with just a little bit of almond milk and the chia seed. It's my favorite dessert. A little bit of honey. I would make it all the time. And then I stopped because someone was like, you know, there's a ton of fat in those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of stopped, but I, I miss it. So I'm going to go back. Understand that your cells have this membrane around them. And in order for them to repel, like to, to do what they're supposed to do. So they're like a uh, river and not a swamp. Okay. Mm -hmm. To get them to really do that lipid layer needs fat. Mm -hmm. Your brain needs fat. To, and, and to encourage your body hormonally, you need fats. I don't want a whole bunch of incoming fat, but fats from things like chia seeds, flax, and the way that you're speaking, I'd say totally a DKA green light situation. Okay, great. And what about peanut butters? I'm not a big fan of peanut butter. Okay. Because of mycotoxins. What can we eat? <laughs> any kind of nut butters, I'm just better. And it has to do with the some people that are more reactive to toxic molds and things, and there tends to be more of that in peanuts. I love peanut butter big time. But I'm just telling you, if you have it, then you just have to pause a little bit and just at least have in your rotation some of the other nut butters. That's What's all. your favorite nut butter? I would that we say should be having? Um, I like, I forget his name starts with a J. His nut butter. Justin's? Are, Justin's nut butters are okay. actually very good because he's got like almond. Um, He's got a bunch of different flavors that mm -hmm. are pretty good. So I actually like almond butter the best. Almond butter. But I also like to rotate oils. I don't get too stuck because you always have to think of the omega-3, omega-6 balance, the good oil versus the bad oil balance. And in a perfect world, we're one-to-one -one ratio. That is not happening in our world. We're like one to 36, meaning that's the average, meaning bad fats are far outweighing our good fats, but I don't want to get too much into the mechanics here. But just to say, I don't ever stick to one kind of fat. Sometimes I'll have ghee, which is my favorite. Sometimes I'll have coconut oil. Sometimes I'll have olive oil. Sometimes I'll have butter. I rotate my oils around just to make sure I'm getting that number one gut diversity. Right. Because rotating oils gives your gut good diversity. That bacteria, I talked about those trillions of cells. There's different species, different types. You want to keep them diverse. And you do this by eating things like we're designed to eat. That's one of the reasons why that there's protocols inherent to our genetics because it keeps that gut diversity going and flourishing. Keep and the one gut of the guessing. Ways, keep the <laughs> gut guessing, keep the body guessing. You get the point? I'm getting the point. Mm. So now we implement all of those things in terms of our diet. What type of supplements can we 
also take in conjunction with all of that to mm-hmm. improve our gut health, but also to improve all of the things that we're concerned about, our hormonal health, our mm-hmm. skin, all of that. Mm-hmm. So number one, I'm going to say it again, bone broth, because it just <laughs> does too many things for gut. I want you to think about if you get a sunburn. And when you, if you get a sunburn, the first thing that we all reach for is aloe vera because it's soothing and healing. I want you to think about that component, that gelatin that's in bone broth, doing that for the gut. Picture that. That's what it does. Mm. And that's why it's the most powerful form of gelatin. And one of the reasons why I'm so into promoting that as part of like almost a supplemental ritual. The second thing I would say is make sure that you add some kind of vitamin D because we're pandemically low in vitamin D. Most people that I see are very low. And it was just issued that what we thought was the right level of vitamin D we're finding was very wrong, that it's extremely low because vitamin D is too protective against all kind of uh, viruses and bacterias and all kind of illnesses and such, notwithstanding the fact that it's very good for your bones. So we want to make sure that our vitamin D levels are a healthy level. So get your levels checked. So smart to do this. If anything, get your vitamin D level checked. You can get order something online. It's super simple. Oh wow! Get something online. Get your vitamin D level checked, and make sure that you're hovering at a healthy number. For me, it's sixty. I like just think of that number about sixty. Most people that I saw in practice, oh my gosh, they were you know twelve, fifteen. You know, I'm probably at a zero, honestly. So some people, <laughs> I don't get in the sun, and I probably city, yeah. People in the city. That's why I'm saying if a large part of your audience base is Manhattanites, Mm -hmm. then you certainly, certainly should make sure that you check your vitamin D levels first and foremost. The other one I would say is a lot of us need insurance, an insurance policy. We're not getting enough fruit and vegetables. It's almost impossible to do so. So some type of green supplement or vitamins with some kind of vegetable and fruit, that kind of thing. So I call it your insurance, multivitamin, so to speak, insurance policy. Is that in your multi that I took? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. That's why I created it because I was so frustrated. I was so frustrated. I wanted a a really healthy form so I could have that insurance policy Mm -hmm. when I needed it. Yeah. So the other thing I would say is, so if you've got things for gut health, if you've got your vitamin D in order, if you're eating healthy, the only other thing that I can say is that I just want you to always be thinking that you have these cells in your body that also have these requirements. So as crazy as it seems to call it a supplement, just remember that water is extremely important. And many of the things that we think are ailments, they're actually not ailments. They're actually our bodies crying for, I need more fluid. I need more fluid. That's why these IV drips, it's in part why they do so well. People feel abundantly better afterwards because we're so dehydrated. When I talk to the people who run a lot of these IV clinics, it's so interesting what they say, you know, what the blood looks like, how dark it is when it's not supposed to be because we're so dehydrated. So just keep in mind a part of your arsenal, more than most things that we can take, it would be that, you know, and and then it's an independent thing. Then it's kind of like a personal play thing. Are you getting enough electrolytes? Are you getting enough protein? What is your sleep like? What do you need to, is there anything that you need to enhance sleep? Do you need a little bit of magnesium? Most people benefit from magnesium. It's more of a personal play thing, but I would say a broad-based answer is just make sure you get that vitamin D in. Some people that aren't getting any oil at all, which I hope you change after hearing this conversation, understanding our body by design 
you know, when you have those fibrous vegetables with your meals, your plate should look like a lean protein and you've got, you know, maybe some fat on there with your vegetables and that fat, whatever that fat may be is good. But if you're not doing that, then you need to supplement with some other kind of fat. If you're a menstruating woman and you've got a lot of cramps, primrose oil could be really healthy. If you're somebody who says, you know, I'm really looking to burn a lot of fat, there's a different kind of oil for that. There's different oils to meet different needs. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on what it is that you need and how much depends on how much you're getting in your diet. But I find that if you're having the, if you're building a plate the way you should, a lot of incoming fat, you probably don't need. Right. For somebody that is feeling overall healthy, what are some of the tests or blood work that we can request from our doctors just to see where we're at and then tailor what we might need moving forward. I would say first and foremost, make sure that you see a functional medicine doctor because so much of what we are talking about has to do with being in the right paradigm. Mm -hmm. I love medicine. I am not someone who is not a believer in medicine. I think the neonatal doctors save babies every single day. I think emergency care doctors, I don't know what we would ever do without them when we are banged up and hurt and I could go on and on. There are some places in our journey in life where being in a paradigm that's more wellness-based is much more suitable. Mm -hmm. Understand the bucket that you need to put different parts of your life in. And so if you're somebody who's well and you say, I just want to, you know, maybe dig deeper, see a functional medicine doctor, and you want to say, I would like a metabolic panel. Metabolic panel is going to tell us a little bit about everything that's going on in our body, a CBC, that's a complete blood panel. It's another panel that's going to tell us a little bit about what's going on with our our cells. And a thyroid panel for those people that are struggling. And if you go to a functional medicine doctor, they're going to dig a little bit deeper in that realm. Somebody might need a test that can test their gut health, their stage of a gut mapping test of sorts. Is that like the FODMAP? Mm-hmm. Or? Well, the FODMAP is different. A FODMAP, oh, okay. a FODMAP, this test will tell you if you need a FODMAP diet. Oh, okay. So there's certain things that tell us about the bacteria and what's happening and what's being released and emitted from our gut. So these are the type of tests. And uh, and again, as I said earlier, a vitamin D test everyone should have. But when you go to a functional medicine doctor, they're going to check your stools. They're going to check your gut. They're going to check the nature of your your metabolic system. They're going to check your blood systems. So you're going to get a deeper analysis. Well, it's like every year when I go get my physical and they're basically just take a little bit of blood, they weigh me, they like, you know, make sure everything's working. And I'm like, that's it? Like, this is my stamp of approval for the year that I'm healthy. I can't believe, like, I need, I need more. I want more. That's why so you have- functional to, medicine doctor. Yes, and okay. that's, that's why you have to really be your own advocate and you have to be very well informed yeah. because when you're doing the right things, the need for that is much less. But then, uh, then understanding the paradigm and understanding what the body really needs, that is the type of doctor that you want to go yeah. to. That's, I'm booking a trip- <laughs> and also, you know, the thing is, I've been reading a lot and they're saying that our generation, it's very likely that we'll live until our, our hundreds on the low end. But what is the point of living in, unless your quality of life is, is great? So now my main concern is just making sure that I can stay young for as long as I possibly can, because if I'm going to be here, I want to make sure that I'm able to walk and maybe not run, but, you know, I can live life in a nice healthy way where it feels good to be alive. I want to live forever. 
Girl, that is why <laughs> when we're talking about gut health, so many of the things that people start, I told you, it is that spiraling effect. Once the gut health starts going, it's one thing, then another, and then another, and then another, and then cognition. You want to keep your cognition, exactly. your brain health there. All of these things, these are the things that we see escaping us younger than we'd like. Yeah. But when we do with the body is asking us to do, and we understand the body by design, we start understanding how we can up our ante and we start understanding about metabolic flexibility. And then I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about fitness. When we start mm-hmm. understanding these things, your chances are much more sophisticated. Yeah. You end up leading a much more elegant life because you understand the paradigm in which your body is asking you to live in. I love that. By the way, did you see, I don't know where the study was done, but they said that the best way to keep your brain young is actually to dance, to take dance lessons and learn new dances all the time. Dancing. There's so much to say about that. It's one of the best things, dancing and actually singing too. It does certain things to the brain and it gets both hemispheres working very well and it moves things through your body. So if you have you know, different kind of emotions and such, it moves them through the body. And so it allows that escapism, it allows all of that negativity and whatever it is happening, it allows to escape through your body, get your lymphatic system moving. Your lymphatics are kind of like um, your compost of the body. Mm. And you allow that stuff to move and start to flow and also you have peristalsis in the body that's your intestines they have to keep moving it has to it's like a pump that has to be keep going you have cerebral spinal fluid that goes to your brain it's when this fluid nourishes your brain that comes from your spine this is what keeps you young moving does all of that dance baby dance i it. love it i absolutely it. love it before we get into fitness i actually i heard you say something i don't know if it was on tiktok mm-hmm. or instagram or one of those things but it was something that really stuck with me that i thought was really important. And you were talking about vitamins and because a lot of vitamins now, just, I don't know why they all come in these gummy sugary packets, right? Why are we ingesting our vitamins like this? And you had a couple of markers that you said to look for when it comes to gummy vitamins. And one of them was that there should never be more than one serving, right? You don't ever want more than one serving. I think the most important thing that you have to know about gummies is a lot of times they have a problem when they're creating the gummies to put the active ingredient in the gummy and have it enough. Overall in supplements, let me just say, keep in mind, read the inactive ingredients. Mm. So there are companies out there. One is called Genexa that I love. And they make things like Tylenol and they take out all of the inactive ingredients that aren't any good. I'm an investor in that company. I want to say that outright. (laughs) But there are companies out there that are very becoming more and more aware of the fact that these inactive ingredients counteract every good that you can do from a supplement. Yeah. So be aware of that. And the easiest way I can teach this to you in this quick form is if you can't pronounce a word or you don't understand a word, it sounds very chemical or chemistry. No, just no. You don't need to. There's too many options now. There's too many players in the game. You don't need to settle anymore. This isn't, you know, this isn't 1986. You don't need to settle anymore. There's tons and tons of options and opportunities and experts out there that know what they're doing and actually care. And if you want to know how to buy a brand, Look at who owns the company. Who Find that out. Do you know who owns the companies from the products that you're buying? 
Go with somebody that you know, love, and trust. Whatever that company is. There's companies that I know, okay, I know if it's from them, it's going to be okay. Right. Look at a lot of the bars, the nutrition bars that we go out and buy. I know what they're about. I know their, their game. So I'm okay with this. I don't have to scrutinize everything. So yeah. just understand that when you're buying vitamins and supplements. Yeah, and some of them you might as well eat a candy bar. Is what I- <laughs> Heck yeah. I mean, really, you really might as well. Yeah. No, it's crazy. But- like I said, she's got an amazing multivitamin, Thank which you. I've I been using and I, and I really love it. And now let's talk a little bit about fitness because I feel like this summer, everybody's talking about these hot girl walks. Have you heard about the oh, hot girl walks? And you know, there's a lot of talk about doing exercises that don't spike your cortisol level. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know what you kind of think about that. And then with that being said, what types of exercise do you recommend at all the different stages of life? So I think mm-hmm. starting at 30 really mm-hmm. is where our viewers are. Okay. So I'm going to just say something that might be surprising. First of all, I'm happy that we're opening up the conversation about cortisol and exercise and how they relate. Mm -hmm. I think this is an important topic. And I've seen a lot of women, I, for one, have white knuckled my way through CrossFit and found that it did more harm than good for me personally. And I'm not making a broad based statement and I'm not knocking the company. I'm just saying for me, so I started out as a bodybuilder. I was a professional bodybuilder. I did it, you know, all the time. I went out and, you know, did the circuits and the shows and all of that kind of stuff. And I learned a lot from that. I love the feeling of being strong and I loved the energy that it gave me. I also danced. I danced from uh, the time I was seven to the time I was 16. I took dancing lessons. I did bar classes. I did Pilates. I'm a a certified Ashtanga teacher. I've done every single kind of energy type of Tai Chi, Kundalini yoga, uh, you name it. I've done it. Pranayama, all kind of breathing exercises. Here's what I've learned. If I am sitting back now and at the age I am, and I'm looking at all of these things and you want to be motivated, you want to be intrigued, you want to keep going all the time. I was always looking for what is the best balance in working out? What is the best recovery when working out? What is the exercise that's going to most intrigue? And what is the exercise that's going to give me the best results? I have been doing this since I was 19. I joined my first gym as an undergraduate student. I barely had any money. I was waitressing to be able to afford this gym. I kid you not, the 12th Street Gym in Philadelphia. First gym I ever joined. It was then I fell in love with everything about fitness. And that's when I started my bodybuilding trek, so to speak. Here's what I've learned sitting back and looking at it, taking a 360 view from all of this. There is actual data and a very good point to cortisol and blood sugar. And there is something to be said for that. But what I've really learned is that you have to find your body vibe. Mm. I would love to tell you, just do this exercise. I have a couple of girlfriends that are into Pilates now and they're getting really good results. And they keep saying, I'm doing this. Great. I'm glad it's working for you. But you know that book that came out and it you're cleaning out your closet and it says, does this bring me joy? You gotta find what sparks you. That is the most important thing. I've been through this and I've seen women and I've heard it all and I've seen it all. Find the workout, find the thing that really sparks you and right. don't feel like you have to be in pain while you're doing your exercise because it's the one time that your brain gets to function on a different level. Right. And it's so healthy. Why not let everything work for you? Why not flush 
things out of your body? And why not get that cognition going? And why not get that positivity going? Why not get all of the things that are going to enhance you well after your workout is done? Here's what our genetics tell us. Our genetics tell us, and this is, again, you can't refute this is actual data, and I speak from data, our body needs to move one hour a day. That is our physical requirement. That is our physical genetic requirement. That includes chasing the kids. It includes walking to your car. It includes walking around the grocery store. All of it is inclusive. It doesn't need to be one hour without stop. We do need to move our body, no matter our state, condition, whatever it is, we need to infuse our body one hour a day with some kind of movement. And just remember the main movements that we do. We do a lot of squatting in our genetics. We do a lot of lifting over our head in our genetics, twisting, things like that. Just make sure those things are activated all of the time, but just really finding your body vibe. And here is the other thing. Just like nutrition, just like so many things in wellness, just like so many of them, it's what we do most of the time that matters. Exactly. It's It's forming the healthy habits. It's forming the healthy habits. So people that want to lose weight and they say, you know, what's the best way to work out to lose weight? Well, I mean, the HIIT classes and all of that, they really work. And if you are doing cardio or anything else and you do four blasts, in other words, you get your heart rate really up four times. Say, I'm going to work out and I'm going to get my heart rate elevated like four times. That's great. For those people who have issues with high stress, they're in adrenal fatigue Mm -hmm. and they have this cortisol that's raging through their body. I think walking is absolutely phenomenal. Walking and breathing and Tai Chi are really good. Tai Chi, there's so many apps and things, and there's so many things online you can Google. But Tai Chi, to get that flow back to your body, understanding some breathing, download some stuff that you can listen to to get yourself regulated. But before you can start doing the hit and the this and the that and lifting heavy, the only way to do it is to lift heavy as possible. Great, awesome. I want to know the age of everyone who's saying this. <laughs> and I'm saying that with respect. I'm yeah. not even saying that as a, I'm saying it respectfully because as a woman who's walked through all of this, yeah. I can tell you blood sugar regulation is extremely important. And when that's not there, it's very difficult to work out and reap the benefits and the rewards, understanding how you f- to fuel yourself before and after. Some people need to pop an egg before they work out. Some people can do it fasting. Some people yeah. can't do it fasting at all. It depends on the state and the enrichment of your blood sugar. And that, that's training. So if your blood sugar is trained, you can you tend to be able to do better. So if you're going to eat something before you work out, make sure it's only protein. If you want to eat something, you have an hour of opportunity after you work out, one hour. I learned this from Arnold Schwarzenegger. True story. <laughs> I used to go to all the Arnold Schwarzenegger classics, and he really did know how to build a body and to get a body lean. Mm-hmm. Not all of the tactics and strategies that bodybuilders use, I would advocate ever. Yes. But one of them that I did learn through science is that one hour after you work out, your body's working really well. And that's when, you know, if you're going to have the start of your carbohydrates, it's an ideal time. So better to have your carbohydrates after you work always, out. Always, always, always. And should you mix them with a protein? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So one of the things that the bodybuilders always used to eat was sweet potato and eggs. That was their standard post. But the point is- <laughs> No, it reminds really- me of my days of being like anorexic because <laughs> I used to eat that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so there's that. You have to But also put that. peanut butter on top of sweet potatoes. Oh. So weird. Oh, is that, was that good? It's okay. I mean, it triggers me a little bit, but it honestly, so I used to do peanut butter, sweet potatoes and cottage cheese with a little cinnamon on top. And I would do, if I was really going nuts, I would put some raisins in there. (laughs) 
I know. And that was a delicacy. But yeah. the point is protein and carbs, a starchy carb and a protein, however you get them, that is a great after workout meal. You want to have a fruit twice a day. And if you want to talk about- a service, In the morning? You can have fruit. I always like to have fruit with a protein. Right. I just do because it's okay. better for regulation. And it doesn't matter when. It's really for your fiber and for those antioxidants. Okay. I'm not too crazed about that. I will tell you, your stomach acids are the strongest in the morning. And so your body loves protein in the morning. Mm. Okay. Yeah. My mom always put the fear of death in me with having uh, fruits at night. She'd say, it's full of sugar, Paula. Don't eat the fruits <laughs> at night. So I could tell her, you're wrong, Rosie. <laughs> Rosie, we got to talk. <laughs> Get over here, Rosie. I know. You know, it's funny. I think that's just like an old school mentality, right? It's like the, all the information that you used to get back in the day before there was these studies or even, I mean, I'm sure they were doing the studies, but they weren't being published anywhere where a normal person would read them. We were reading Vogue where they were telling us to have like a wine diet, you know? Like, have you seen oh, that? I've like, seen- eat an egg when you're feeling faint. Have a glass of white wine. <laughs> I mean, remember that show? What was that show about Devil Wears Prada? And she says, I just have the tiniest chunk of cheese before I pass out. Before I pass out. Okay, all that stuff really did happen. Oh, no, it's true. Back in the day, you know, and I remember observing my mom and when she would feel like she had to cut weight, she had four kids back to back, one after the other. Remember the measuring cups? The measuring cup would always be out. All the measuring cups and then the grapefruit and then just the cottage cheese. And that, like, it's just, I've I've seen them all. But also in practice, Mm. I had everyone knocking on my door with every product, every program you can possibly imagine from way back, from everything from spray vitamins that were going to be the only way we consume vitamins to every magical elixir that you could possibly imagine. So I truly have seen just about every trend come and go. It's crazy. I have a question. This might be, you might not know the answer. And it's also might be very me specific. So sorry, I'll cut if you think it's a stupid question. But so I have been working out and that I've been going into the sauna for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. afterwards. Yes. Does that count as like kind of still working out while I'm in the sauna? Do I have an hour after I get out of the sauna to eat? Or should I be like having a protein shake when I'm in the sauna? Well, it depends what kind of workout. If you're doing anything with weights or resistance— then you want to pop protein and get that body right working as soon as you can. Okay. So I would just always bring it. I would just literally pop an egg. Yeah. And that that you don't have to have a big meal. You just got to get something in there to get that body recovering yeah. right away. Because understand, like when you're looking good and you want that shape, I call it moving your furniture around. When that's what you're doing, when you're not just doing cardio, when you're saying, I'm doing weights and I'm moving the furniture, what that means is that you're taking that muscle tissue and you're tearing it up. The more torn it becomes, the more rebuilding and the better shape you're going to have. So you want to give your body something to rebuild that. Don't keep it torn. Keep it rebuilt. Yeah. Totally makes sense. All right. We're moving on to beauty, baby. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) And anti-aging. Yep. Uh, Aging gracefully is a concern for many women, as I'm sure you know. What are some key lifestyle habits, dietary choices, or skincare practices that can support healthy aging and promote youthful looking skin? I think the best thing I can say to that is because I just went on Good Day LA and they were asking me, it was just yesterday, and they were asking me about this, all the TikTok trends, one of which was Botox in a bottle. And the drink consisted of apple and cucumber, mint, and aloe vera. And even though it was a tasty drink, and even though it, I'm sure, provided a lot of nutritional benefits, the problem with it, I said, I'm sure this is great for hydration. And I'm sure it's doing something for the skin due to the hydration. Oh, it had beets in it. That was the other one. And, you know, beets are great for 
lowering blood pressure. They're good for circulation. They're good for the liver. You've got the aloe vera, which is good for overall skin healing. You've got the cucumber and the apple, very good for hydrating. You've got the mint that's great for flavor, all of these things, but it's missing one important component. Think about your skin and think about your bones. In order for you to get that natural Botox type type of look, (laughs) that real beauty, okay, you've got the skin has to be lifted. Right. So even if you do all the other stuff, you do every single treatment, every single microneedling, blah, blah, like all lasers, yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. You still need foundational beauty. That is the key. You want foundational beauty. When you have foundational beauty, when you're doing all the other stuff, that's when you really look beautiful. Glowing from the inside, Inside. essentially. Yes. Yes, So how do we glow from the inside? Tell us. (laughs) So the missing component, and this is what I talked about yesterday, was it didn't have collagen. You got to get some kind of collagen in there Mm -hmm. in your diet. Because again, we talked about this, you do lose this at a very young age. And without collagen, your skin just hangs from the bone. So the ultimate spanks for the face is having some kind of collagen. I mean, I'm stressing this because it really is that important. And now that I know I can say freely that studies are really showing that when you ingest it yourself, you can combat this issue that we have, that we lose it really early. I get some form of of collagen every day. Yeah. So in even meat products, if you're a vegetarian, that's okay. There's there's other ways. But if you are somebody who eats uh, meats, there's collagen in there. Right. Okay. So you're constantly getting collagen or, you know, the shakes we talked about, the broth, whatever, whatever you choose to do. But you have to be mindful of, okay, if this is part of my youth arsenal, it's not about just slapping stuff on the face. You got to take care of the internal stuff. Mm. And when you, by the way, when your gut health is in order, your skin looks way, way, way better. Yeah. What about the like sheet masks that have collagen in it? Do you recommend those? They're or? fun. They're fun. And I do like them and I do add them. Again, it's kind of more like a, a stopgap. It, it may not be the real defining thing, but I do use them. I find that they're hydrating. I find that for a short period of time, they make my skin look better. Mm-hmm. But just understand it's not a wellness tool. It's something that if you're going, if I'm going on air, I want to throw one on before. If I'm going to a party, I'm throwing one on before. If I want to just feel like fancy and luxurious that day, I throw yeah. one on. But it's not part of a wellness protocol per se, because it's not going to get down to that inside out stuff. Yeah. And now I know we're not quick fix type of gals, but what, are there any just quick fix aside from a sheet mask? Is there anything else that we could do very quickly to kind of boost that collagen level and boost that inner glow. Yeah. There's something called DMSO and that actually, and I feel like I'm a commercial, forgive me for doing this, but it's in my lemon sips, <laughs> but that really does make a big difference. Also DMSO. Pre- DMSO. And also I really like what certain type of probiotics are doing for the skin mm. because it's all really, it's very much the same. Your microbiome, your skin is part of your microbiome. Mm-hmm. So um, drinking a lot of water, I got to say that again, you have to understand what a big difference that makes in beauty. Absolutely. It makes an incredible difference. Fiber makes an incredible difference in beauty because it actually does a lot with hormones and it does a lot for sugar stabilization. Mm-hmm. So understand Fiber is kind of like the go-to for that 25 feet of intestines moving things through, but it's also good at balancing and regulating hormones and blood sugar. So that's another really good beauty hack. You know, and I also think about like, what do I do for my skin? So I think that having a really good cleanser, having some kind of good um, a toner, so to speak, 
and a serum and a moisturizer. I don't actually skip any of those steps because I actually like all of them. Yeah. And I see benefits in all of them. I know so many products and I know so many people who sell products and gosh. um, Any favorites? You know what I like? I like that MDR. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, Medical something research, MBR, MDR. It comes in a green package. It's very pricey. So if you're going to say, I want something really pricey, that would be the one that I choose. I also like um, the Biologique. Biologique, uh, yeah. Biologique. I like their P50. Their P50 is a game changer. P50 is incredible. Yeah. P50, also a little spendy, but I worth say, it. I would say very spendy, but yeah. but it's it's definitely worth it. That will give you kind of the palette that you're looking for once you get the internal stuff done. It's good for the palate. So basically, I just know a lot of, you have to find what products that you really like. So I know Bethany is always doing all of these critiques on products yeah. and drugstore products. Yeah. So there's so much information out there now on yeah. what people like and don't like. You just kind of have to, again, it's personal play. Yeah, I feel like with skincare, in order for me to say, use this, 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 I'd have to really do an analysis. And I would look at things like, what are the byproducts? What are the off-label things that are going into this product? in addition to getting the result. And what does it do to your skin microbiome? I'd have to really dig in and do a whole analysis in order for me to say, do this, do this, do this. I do know the P50, and that's why I bring that up. I have no relationship, but I do know that I have noticed a big difference with that. Are there any products or or ingredients that are like an absolute no-no? Like if you see them, put the product down. Mm -hmm. So anything with... BPH in it. Mm. So BPH would be the one that I would say you don't want in your body. There's certain things, the best way I can describe this is they they screw with estrogen. So you want to really be careful of the way things affect your hormones. That's what's really important. So we all come with some kind of toxic burden. It's very low when we're born. And as we go through using products and we do different things in our life, we have different exposures, which no one, you can't stop this unless you live in a cave. You build up this toxic burden. So you don't want to add products to your skin, into your rotation that are going to do anything to increase that toxic burden because that's when things start happening with your hormones. So you Mm -hmm. don't want that. And what are, and we're back to eating again, what are some foods that we should be having to balance our hormones as females? Mm -hmm. I would say I love, again, any kind of healthy oils because it really does make a big difference. Any kind of, again, getting back to fiber. Fiber is incredible for helping people balance hormones. And I also like, again, I like what probiotics do for hormones. Makes a big difference. And then there's things like ashwagandha. And even though ashwagandha is not really promoted, you know, you've got chaseberry and all these other like little ingredients we can talk about. But one of the reasons why people suffer so much from hormone, not to go down a whole rabbit hole here. (laughs) Whole other episode. Whole other episode. (laughs) Which I would love to do. but We will. Because of cortisol. And so ashwagandha is very relaxing to the body as is magnesium. So basically, and we'll end this conversation on hormones here, but the best way that you can help your hormones along the journey that they go through Mm -hmm. is to 
make sure that you're doing things for stress management in addition to eating well, in addition to moving. You don't want to stress out too much because the more cortisol that's flooding through your body, that's when you get a lot of the hot flashes and a lot of the other things that we're exposed to. Yeah, the, like I feel little things crawling up my body oh. sometimes. Woo-hoo. Oh, it's the weirdest thing. It feeling. always reminds me when my mom went through her menopause and she would always tell me, oh, I feel like there's little mice or, or ants crawling in my skin, but I feel that truly sometimes when I'm PMSing. Yeah, it's, a same, it's almost the same kind of reaction. It's so crazy. It's, it's crazy. That's it's, why you have to embrace it and know, know the tricks, tools, and just work with it and yeah. just understand that as we get older, our beauty, there's always this internal beauty, but we become more sage-like and yeah. it's our body's cue. When I study the hunter-gatherers and I study tribes and so forth, it was so interesting to me, the roles and positions that people take as they get to certain ages in their life. And what I've just realized, it's my job to be more of a mentor. It's my job to be more sage-like. It's not to have this relative comparison. So if you're looking to be happy in life as a woman, the best thing that you can do is understand this. It's not about competing and, and constantly modulating against the younger women. It's really understanding our value. You got to really understand your value. And I'm not saying be you know don't want to be beautiful and sexy. I want to do all of that. And I want to be all of that. <laughs> yeah, of but my main role is to be sage-like, yeah. is to be someone that they can go to that has life experience and really understand the value in that. Yeah. I was reading something recently that said something about like the truest form of success is a healthy mind and body. Like just know, like a, a calm mind and body. Peace, inner peace. Yes. That is something. So when I'm looking to, do I want to let people into my orbit? The thing that I look for the most is the mental stability. Right. And mental Energy. stability, is there, that that's, that's the read. Mm-hmm. So mental stability is often accompanied by someone who's peaceful with yeah. their decisions, where they are in life, their mental, all of that. Yeah. So good. So good. Okay. Final question. Mm -hmm. Stress is a common factor that affects skin health, which we kind of already discussed a little bit and accelerates the aging process. How can women effectively manage stress and incorporate stress reduction techniques into their daily lives to support skin health and overall well-being? Which I think is a great question. Yeah. So the question really is how How do we we calm the hell down? Yeah. How do we (laughs) put ourselves in a straitjacket for a minute? Exactly. Okay. So any type of emotions that we have, and I think this is kind of like in relation to food and, you know, being emotional eaters and all of that, understand that any kind of emotion actually elicits us to want to eat, whether we're lonely, whether we're depressed, whether we're just newly in love, whether there's so many different emotions, whether we have this excitement in our body, mm-hmm. a lot of emotions, not just depression, cause us to want to eat. And so, a lot of different things happen. It's so interesting how the body works because we're basically always seeking pleasure. Mm. Our brain is always looking to seek pleasure. So a lot of times when we're stress eating, we are looking for dopamine. Dopamine and serotonin are the two feel-good hormones that we have. And here's what's fascinating. When we're stressed out, those hormones crave two things. So your cortisol and its buddies, epinephrine and norepinephrine, they're the buddies of cortisol, all the stuff that we don't want raging in our body. The interesting thing is we crave salt and sugar. Mm-hmm. That is what those hormones, so can you understand the cascade? Can you understand the trip that our body goes through when we start stressing out? 
that's why, we, you know, you think I just can't stop eating. Like if you're in a bad relationship and you're, and, you know, you're gaining weight or things are wrong at work and you're gaining weight or you're working too much and you're gaining weight. Really, it's because your body is pleasure seeking and it's not getting pleasure. So it's saying, how can I get this pleasure? Well, if I eat this, then this is going to happen to my body and I'm going to get a minute of pleasure because I'm pleasure seeking and she ain't giving it to me. So this is how I'm going to get it. Wow. So there's a lot of backdoor stuff going on here. And it's a matter of, and you know, it all comes down to the same damn thing. It's so funny. Like no matter what you talk about, health, wellness, well-being, mindset, all of it, it all points down to the same thing. How do I become happy? How do I, you know, it's like, how do I get to know myself? How do I, you know, make it a point to get to know myself? And then how do I love myself knowing myself? Because that's when the peace comes in. And that's when you're not constantly pleasure seeking because you have that pleasure from within. And I think that's really the journey that most of us are on. And I think that's what self-actualization really is, is understanding that. So finding ways to not stress, full disclosure, I would say out of all the health and wellness issues that I hear from people, and everyone seems to have like a greatest hit. And for me, my greatest hit is definitely managing stress for sure. I could speak volumes on this because it's been my biggest shortcoming is really trying to figure out how do I balance all this stress? How do I balance all this stuff coming at me all the time? And I always feel like with my kids, if I don't do this right, nothing else I did right matters. So, you know, how do I raise two amazing boys, which I'm proud to say I did. How do I do that and keep all the other stuff together? Yeah. So you talked about being in a sauna. So for me, it's baths and Epsom salt. I love that. And by the way, there's so many cool energy medicine type of devices and contraptions oh, and things out. Because let me end in saying this note and give everyone something to think about. Oftentimes that we think we're muscles and we're bones and that's what we're made of. <laughs> there's a Big, big missing point to this. And this is why I say about paradigm of medicine, we're also atoms and molecules. We are not just muscles and bones. There is an energy factor to us, which you have to think about. So some stress practices for you to keep in mind, don't always feel like you have to host. Sometimes don't feel like I have to go out and I've got to be the center of attention. I have to talk. No, you don't. Sit back sometime and be the observer. Don't put that stress on yourself. Second, be okay with not being liked. Not everyone's <laughs> going to like you. You're not tequila, honey. You're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're, we're definitely not pasta and tequila. No. Okay. So you have to, and I, I'm not, don't just sit, like really understand that, that be okay with not being liked. And third is to have an internal doorman. It's very easy to let people in your life. It's not so easy to get them out of your life. So have some guardrails there because the people that you're around really affect your energy, those atoms and molecules I talked about. So just know that, you know, energy medicine, energy practices, they are really important because if you wake up every day and you're this big ball of energy, understand you've got, that's a finite number. You have so much to give away. Yeah. And so you got to sometimes prevail. You got to sometimes keep that energy. And so that is a big stress management understanding is that we are atoms and molecules, that there's certain things that you have to do to preserve your energy. When you do this, the stress, I promise you, will be less. Yeah. And do something that you love. Always. You know, just that's like, I, I say be more selfish. 
Like just be selfish, do something that you love, do something that mm-hmm. grounds you, read a book, put on the blue blocker glasses, get in bed at seven o'clock oh. and like call it a day. Yeah. That's what I do when I'm feeling stressed. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get in my little bubble. Well, she's in PR, so she goes out at night. I'm in bed at seven o'clock. Every oh no, night. I, I go to I go to bed. I am very strict about my. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm very strict about That's my sleep. Down, baby. Yeah, I go. I if a, if the event starts at five, I'm there. It starts anywhere, but by like seven seven thirty, I'm not going. Do you, you know how many things? How many invitations I've gotten at start at nine nine thirty? Oh God, I'm no, like, Is absolutely this the Manhattan not. thing because I can't do no, it. No, no, no. I think I think that that's kind of siphoning out, but it does still show up every oh, once my God. in a while. Whenever I've showed up at those parties, I'm like, why did I go? I couldn't form words. I was exhausted. No. I did not display myself in the yeah. manner. I wanted to. So no. what is the point to go? I'm thinking about, you know, the next day in my workout and I have to, no. 100%. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm living yep. my life exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing this uh, with us. This is going to be tremendously helpful. I feel like we could probably do 15 more episodes together no because question. I want to dive deep with you, but it's been so fun. So fun. Thank, thank you, you so much for coming on and I hope you all enjoy. Thank you. You're amazing. Bye-bye. Cheers. From Cheers. Yeah, from Bone Broth. Literally from her house. <laughs> yep, exactly. From my pantry. So drink your bone broth, get Cheers. your collagen and just relax. Chill out. <laughs> Chill out. Chill out, as they say. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to World's Your Oyster. I'm so excited that you're here and I cannot wait to continue growing on this journey with you. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you'll subscribe here, wherever it is that you might be listening. And why don't you go ahead and follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube at World's Your Oyster Podcast. We also have an awesome newsletter, so I hope that you'll visit us there at www.worldyouroysterpodcast and hit subscribe as soon as you get to our website. Don't forget, we'll see you next Friday. Bye.